the bun, the buns part I totally forgot about. And oh, like, yeah. there's a jug of margarine. <laughs> Take as much as you want. Yeah, Dutch people yeah. fuck with butter. Oh, like they, love butter. <laughs> they love butter. Only one butter. slice of ham. Yeah, yeah. only <laughs> one slice of ham. I get water spoon on your fingers. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh, and my grandma used to just run yeah. a tight ship. Oh, my grandparents were very strict about having. If you go over to their place for dinner, or for lunch or whatever, you get one piece of lunch meat, and it was. They'd brag about how thin they'd slice it. Like they'd show, they'd see show it, it to you. Like, look how thin they sliced it. Yeah. They, you can like see them through the through yeah. the piece of salami, <laughs> yeah. And then you get one of those on your uh, on your bun. And if you took two, you get hit with a wooden spoon oh, yeah. by grandma. Vut vort. <laughs> but if you but you could put like literally, you could put like two inches of butter on the thing. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> All you want. Oh, the bitter. Yeah. And if you're a kid, you want to take like a, sh- a nice teaspoon of like white refined sugar. Oh, yeah. Put that on the, on there too. Or, no. or in your tea. Yeah, or whatever. Go yeah, ahead. no big deal. The sugar's great. That's a Dutch staple, actually, <laughs> is to have a nice chocolate sprinkles with your breakfast. Sproisel. Yeah. That's what I mean. A nice sproisel. It's such a fun words. language, you know? <laughs> it is fun. It is fun to make fun. Sounds like you're just making yeah, it. Who up. doesn't like, like butter? Here's your breakfast uh, to- piece of toast. A shit ton of butter and chocolate sprinkles on top of it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cho- yeah that's your. Uh, you can't even believe that it's real. It's yeah. like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when you go to Holland. You're like, what the hell are we eating? Sprinkles yeah. for breakfast? The first time my mom went to uh, my dad's house and met his parents, like because they're the Dutch side. They're having strawberries after dinner or something like that. Oh, yeah. And um, my mom just got a bowl, and then they all got, like, a piece of bread and lathered it in butter <laughs> and put strawberries on it and then covered it in sugar. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> yeah. And they're all doing it just like, no, like, just talking to each other, like, sprinkling sugar all over this bread <laughs> strawberry. Yeah, it's no big deal at all. Sprinkled. I don't know what you said. Streusel. Streusel. oh. Yeah, no big deal. You guys ready? Look who's here. <laughs> who's got the feedback? There's somebody that's back here this week. Let's hear what he's got. No fucking writer, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> Standing in the rain with his head hung low. Couldn't get a ticket. It was a sold out show. Heard the roar of the crowd. He could picture the scene. Put his ear to the wall and like a distant scream. He heard one guitar Just blew him away Had stars in his eyes Then the very next day He bought a beat-up six-string In a second-hand store He didn't know how to play it But he knew for sure That one guitar Felt good in his hands It didn't take long Understand just one guitar slung way down low, one way ticket, only one way to go. So he started rocking, he just can't stop. He's gotta keep on rocking. That boy has got to be on top and be a jukebox hero. Got stars in his eyes. I think it's Peter time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know, week after week we get here, we get together here in Pine Grove to put on the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Norfolk County. But the problem with having the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions, is that once in a while, once in a while these guys are going to perform at a high level at a music festival. They're going to have screaming fans asking for autographs backstage, or maybe just one crazy person that's asking everybody for them. <laughs> Either way, it felt good. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> but sometimes this is going to, you know, the fame and the fortune and the, the prestige that comes with being in the nocturnal emissions is going to go to some people's head, and I, and I think it happened to our one Dave the Rooster Charters. Big. He's on hiatus. He traveled the world. He went on a, on a walkabout, and he's back here today against his wishes he said he wouldn't do it but he's back here today but there's man. only one way we can talk to the guy you know what that is fellas what is it peter a theme song <laughs> you know it i think we do it was like i think like this Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall, the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. And we are the greatest dude of the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions, who are here in full force today, the original group, led, led by Steve the Reluctant hey. German on lead guitar. Steven. Our band leader, Michael Bowe on rhythm. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'll give you a clap. Thank you, Peter. Oh, the prodigal son is himself. Hollywood the man Hollywood. that writes the music for the show, Hollywood. Dave the Rooster Charters, is here. Hollywood! <laughs> and we've taken the mic back away from this guy. No need to hear any more of his his his, his spit fire. His sex breath. <laughs> got all the yeah. <laughs> turns out, turns out that he got all the women uh, the women so wet last week when we gave him a microphone that it got to be too slippery. Yeah, there's flood warnings. Yeah. <laughs> So he's back here again. Whiskey West Higgins is here. Let's hey, hear it for Whiskey West. Westy. Playing bass, playing bass. Driving it deep. And you know, our, we, we can't do a show without a bartender. I'm switching over to our bartender. He's here again today. We don't give him enough credit. He's my brother. He's my, he's also our bus driver. He's also a... a, a what's another he's B word? The bomb. The bomb. He's the bomb. Paul Van Dyke is here, everybody. And we got two guests that came all the way from Hamilton, Ontario tonight to the Pine Grove. Come down Fertilizer Road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One is a longtime guest and a good friend of the show. Doug Coning is here, everybody. Hey, Doug. Worthy Stop. of a jacket. Oh, Worthy kid. of a jacket. Worthy of a jacket. What is this, four times? Five times. Oh, I don't remember three, so let's just say this is the third time. <laughs> Lock up the agger. And a newbie. <laughs> A cherry popper to the hall tonight is a, another comedian from Hamilton, Ontario. James Butler is here. Hey. Fresh fish. Fresh fish. <laughs> Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> and I'm the host of your show, two-time President's Club Award two winner. Times. Two fucking two times. 
Pete Van Dyke. Hey. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. How does that go? Jukebox Hero. It was not. Uh, it was not as we had hoped. Dirty White Boy, which was my uh, suggestion earlier in the day. Dirty White Boy, because I had a whole show built around the concept <laughs> of dirty white being a dirty white boy. Because we had in today two comics that also are boring, vanilla, <laughs> white, straight. Uh, you know, cisgendered <laughs> men like just, just I'll, whatever. We I'll do. show myself out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's no place for any of us, is my what I'm saying. You know, the only the only acceptable group to be horrible to is us, right? The dirty white boys, right? Right. Well, jukebox hero works. We've had it coming. Yeah, we have. We had it good for a long time. <laughs> we had it good since I don't know the beginning of time. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but it's never you. You never get to have. The, it's like you get to hear like the baby boomer generation talk about like glory days. Yeah, like sexually assaulting their secretary, and you're yeah, like jumping oh. over a shark on a motorbike. You know all the classic stuff they did back then. Yeah. It's a happy days reference, guys. Come yeah. on, Fonzie. We know you're in the right room for that one. Good, believe me. <laughs> uh, who doesn't know who, who uh, Fonzie is? Yeah, but Fonzie was on water skis. I'm yeah. an idiot. Henry Winkler? Uh, are you kidding me? Oh, did you see on a motorbike? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, you stupid. fucking idiot. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's just my cisgenderedness coming out again. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. He's on goddamn water skis. What do you think? He's a sh- it's a shark. I'm sorry for doing a microaggression against you guys. <laughs> but he still was wearing his leather jacket. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. While water skiing, which yeah, is a fucking sure. bitch and move. It's like fucking awesome. Yeah. Like the guy, the, that's, where the, that's where the show fell apart, though, right? That's why I call it Jump the Shark. But well, the, they, but uh, I think that if he would have been shirtless, that and you would have seen Henry Winkler. I don't think he had like a Fonzie's body, you know, like Henry Winkler with his shirt off. <laughs> was just he? like a Jewish actor that's yeah. uh, medium you know, build. Yeah, he studies a craft, but he doesn't actually work out. Pasty. You know, nice. Fonzie was working on motorcycles and banging chicks all the time. Roll you know, he was in sleeves. shape. Yeah. Right. You know they call water skis the the motorcycle of the water. Yeah. <laughs> motorcycle of the sea. Yeah. Motorcycle of the sea. That's better. I'm just yeah. gonna fucking leave. The I don't water. know what I'm doing here. <laughs> motorcycle of the water. Yeah. Jet ski. Well, jet ski would be the motorcycle of the sea. Water skis would be the skis of the sea. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fuck myself over here. <laughs> no. Yes, and so, no. Uh, Sorry, we had to get to the, the elephant in the room, and I mean that because of his size. It's Dave Charters. He's he's back after Begr- be- begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, last week you were you were not available to do our program because you were needed in uh, Los Angeles, California. Is that correct? <laughs> that's where I started. Oh, that's where you started. Well, I was coming off a big high, big wave of uh, bush stock and our great success there of the nocturnal emissions. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and right. Uh, I just wanted to keep it going, so I went on a tour. Yeah, you had to leave Bushstock early. Like uh, you didn't get to stay for the full festivities because you I had was to be. Done. I was done with it really by Saturday, by Sunday morning. <laughs> I felt like I felt like our performance Saturday was really the crescendo of the whole event. I think and, you uh, actually your crescendo of your whole event was well before your performance. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the campfire the night before. It was probably the crescendo of the performance. Well, you're you entitled. W- you're entitled to your opinion. Where did you think the best part was? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just kidding. I no, actually I have a right message actually. for you. I have a message for you from a longtime listener of the show, uh, and uh, former listener of the week. He's also my father, Willie Van Dyke. Oh man, He's maybe the toughest <laughs> critic. <laughs> the toughest critic <laughs> of Dave Charters, I would say. Of the two sets I played that weekend, Willie was only at one of them, 
And it was the Saturday one, not the Friday night. Right, he did not see the Friday night yeah. performance around the campfire. No, my dad did not go to that one. He saw the one that was on stage. And he was a little critical of that performance. <laughs> but, I, but that's not what I'm getting into. Because he said to me, he, said, he called me today, which is specifically for this purpose, to tell me to give you a message <laughs> on today's show. This is true. I believe it. And he said, tell Dave that I saw the picture from him at the wedding playing uh, with Maddie uh, at uh, at our cousin's wedding. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. And you were wearing a full suit, right? Yes. That's exactly right. I told you. I came in a suit for the whole ceremony. It was a hot day. Switched right. out to the shorts. And uh, and uh, my dad said uh, he didn't know that. He just saw you in the shorts. He didn't see that you had a suit. Passed judgment immediately. Yeah. Passed judgment that you were a piece of shit. <laughs> they can't even uh, dress as good as your kids, right? Yeah. Thought better of it once he saw that picture. Wanted me to tell you, sorry about that, buddy. Ah, thanks, Willie. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thought you were a real dickhead. Didn't want to come across <laughs> like he was like uh, being too tough of a Dave critic. But if you would have disrespected our family by wearing those shorts for the full day, my dad would stand by a statement that you are, uh, you know, obviously garbage. Obviously. <laughs> because your kids are dressed so well. He's yeah. like, look, you can even dress his kids, you know. <laughs> All these thoughts now he regrets is what he's saying. <laughs> and he made a specific point of calling me to tell you that because he didn't want you to know what he was He was thinking bad about you, and he, and he doesn't think bad about you anymore. All right, clean slate, Willie. <laughs> it's good, right? You really feel good. good about it? Yeah. Because you got good. some harsh criticism over the last few weeks from, from Willie, <laughs> and now you got something that's kind of halfway positive. You're yeah. not horrible. <laughs> You're accepted. Right? I wasn't horrible. So you for the travel whole day. the world. You go to. You not only do you go to Los Angeles, Dave. You went to San Diego. You went to uh, Memphis. You were like doing a world tour, right? You were yeah, doing like some a, sort of a like, like a, a U.S. North, tour, a North American tour, I would say, where people a, got to bask in the splendor of charters. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you went around, and you did go around. I saw you posted a picture of you in a convertible car. Yeah, I had a nice drive down the west, uh, the Pacific Coast Highway. It's called there, Highway One. Yes. Right along the coast from San Diego down to, uh, or from LA down to San Diego, and uh, rented a nice uh, Camaro convertible, which is a great drive if anybody wants to do it. Top down the whole time. Hot, sunny, beautiful. <laughs> that I had lunch in Laguna Beach. You are a big deal, Charlie. Oh, yeah. A big deal. <laughs> it was great. Laguna Beach, like that's you're amongst the beautiful people, right? Is that what you're saying? Like, it was. Did you notice it? Did people you, like me is what I felt. Oh, like. you just felt like this is where you belong. Yeah, <laughs> was in the is in like the big then, city. Like, yeah. That. Then one night in San Diego, and that place was done. You Too know, many was, Mexicans. That's what you said, right? <laughs> also known as a whale's <laughs> vagina. I think you're paraphrasing. <laughs> oh, but yeah. uh, you know, I was I was done with that city, and then went to San Antonio. Had a nice night on the Riverwalk there. Enjoying uh, the bars and whatnot, and then over to Memphis. Is all right on San Beale. Antonio. What's it like? It was cool. There, we had this cool piano bar. I think there's one in Chicago too called uh, Howl at the Moon or something like that. There's two pianos. They do all requests all night. These two uh, piano players, and it was just a great time, great atmosphere. What did they request a lot? Toby Keith. Yeah, like honestly, <laughs> any genre. You people were writing down everything from like Aerosmith to to country to, to yeah. new pop and and they could play anything between the two of them it was awesome I there was actually four of them they kind of switched out halfway zeppelin yeah they played zeppelin i'm sure they did they had uh, like <laughs> you write requests on a little paper throw it up there and they would uh if yeah, you put pretty, a tip with it pretty cool chains if you ever get a tip with it eh? you're yeah. like a roller like so you just like oh, throw yeah. money at people sure. to a entertain you this is how they live eh we invite two comics. This is the other, other side. This is the yeah, 1%. This is what I'm showing you. Okay. Yeah. This, this is, is the 1%. We brought one of them in. 
I kind of wanted a- the I kind of wanted the rest of the podcast just for you to just be saying different bands. <laughs> the Beatles and just being really surprised every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can play the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, that's yeah fine. they played the Beatles. Yeah, did they play? Did they play uh, Foreigner? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, they can't do Foreigner. They struggle with jukebox hero. But, yeah. you know who doesn't, right? I would just be insistent, dirty white boy. You know what? We went to a concert, and uh, we went to a concert. Uh, it was a music festival, so I didn't want to see the the act. It was Imagine Dragons. They were the headliners. Nice. I didn't like them. He set me off. He set me off right off the beginning, where he was like too preachy, telling me, "Oh, we're all different in the world, and we all have to love each other, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> give me a break, right?" So I was like, "I know I disagree with it. It's like we don't have to be told. It's right. like seems yeah. pretty obvious. Everyone knows that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guy's like coming across it like it's in a. It's uh, not 1980. Just be a nice person, right? Anyways, the guy's pissing me off, right? And then, uh, so I'm not enjoying myself. So I decide when I'm in a concert, I'm not enjoying myself. I make it, uh, take it upon myself to enter- entertain myself. So we decided, I took my daughter and I said, we're going to get him to play Ants in My Pants and I Need to Dance. Right? That's going to be our request, right? You know that song? Mm. No? Love that one. James Brown? James Brown, yeah. 12 minutes long. It's awesome. Yeah, well, no, it's not. They don't know. <laughs> you know who doesn't know it? Imagine Dragons doesn't know it. <laughs> they don't. But when you make it your mission to get up and tell them to play Ants in My Pants and you need to dance and be outraged that they're not playing it, right? It's a way to entertain yourself for an hour at a concert, right? <laughs> <laughs> the best one I ever did, I don't know if I told Did I tell it on the show, the one at, um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dave Matthews? Huh? No, uh, Sam Roberts. No, no, the other, it's Canadian. Matthew Good. Matt Good, yeah, Matthew Good. Oh, yeah. That concert was the best because Matthew Good was was being a real dick. Yeah, did I tell it on the show? I think you uh, probably did, right? Anyways, explain it. But anyways, the, the thing was, we're at the center in the square in Kitchener, and Matthew Good must have just went through a divorce or something like that. So he's like, <laughs> he's bipolar, right? Well, is he? Yeah. Well, that Isn't makes that sense. Isn't the guy that dumped all the shit on the people on the boat, too? No, that was Dave Matthews. That's Dave Matthews. Ah, potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, this is Matthew Good, and I went to see him, and he was uh, and he uh, was bitching about mostly women the whole night, you know? Like, he was really being angry about women, and he's like, "Is what you know, women are, screw your life up and all this stuff. And uh, nobody, everyone's getting sick of it, you know? So at one point in time, what I... Um, I, I would just wait till there was a lull between the songs, like so that the song was finished and it's quiet in the theater. And then when it's really quiet, you just yell, "Pussy lips!" Right? You yell, "Pussy lips!" real loud, right? <laughs> and then everyone can hear you, like, the, and you know, on stage, you could hear that somebody in the crowd just yelled, "Pussy lips!" It's <laughs> random, right? You don't expect to hear "Pussy lips" shouted from the mm. darkness, you know, at a concert. Yeah, that's not a request, right? No, no, it's not a request. It's totally different. Is that another James ear. Brown song? I don't think I know that one. <laughs> no, no, "Pussy lips." Probably I got great. my pussy lips. <laughs> <laughs> pussy lips. <laughs> and then, uh, you should do more impressions, I yeah. think. That was my James Brown yeah. impression. Pussy lips. <laughs> 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 what is he, a cat? What was that? Yeah, he does some sort of a growl or something. <laughs> you know an impression I started doing this week because I watched an interview with, uh, with uh, Norm MacDonald with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw and, that. And uh, yeah, Caitlyn yeah, yeah. Jenner, I couldn't stop impersonating Caitlyn Jenner because it's so funny. She's kind of like uh, she talks like this, like wow. Like she's she's really like holy shit. She's kind of like Shammy Davis Jr., right? But she's she's got like a shishy shish. But when you get into it, because she's like she doesn't care. Bang! Wow! Hey, I am a yeah. I don't I, I, like I clapping a, those giant ass hands. She's hers. like a six foot seven woman, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, huge and crazy, and doesn't even disguise her voice from a man's voice that, at all. That, it's like the. Total man's voice. Yeah, it's crazy. Your impression sounds like 
Robert De Niro fucked Owen Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> that is about what she sounds wow. like. Wow. Yeah, it's just it's got a little Rob Schneider in it too, like where she's like, yeah, wow, <laughs> like Inspector Gadget kind of. <laughs> yeah, but there's a shish like where it comes from the. Is she Southern? I think it's Caitlyn Jenner. It's he pretending to be a she. Yeah, no, no, she's just a she. Oh, she's a she. Yeah, it's a woman of the year. Woman of the year. You know they don't give that out to, to some dude. That's. Oh, f- <laughs> 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 well, let's be honest. It was yeah. a dude. Huh? Oh yeah, it was a dude. It was. Oh a yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I watched the interview. It was pretty cool. Pretty but, good uh, at track and field. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the, on be- the Wheaties box. And <laughs> even now, even now, the most interesting part of the interview was that she said. Uh, that uh, she played in some celebrity pro-am golf thing, right? Oh. And Caitlyn Jenner can hit the ball a ton, right? Because she's broad at- shoulders, eh? Yeah. Even though she's in her 60s, she's still like a the athlete, right? Like a natural athlete, <laughs> crushes the thing, bitches with people that she has to. Uh, she wants to hit from the ladies' tees just so she can make a point of it, right? But she's crushing it. It's bullshit. I'd like to hit from the ladies' tees. <laughs> That's not fair for sports. <laughs> she like hits it off the first tee and, like, sinks in the 19th hole. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> There's 19? You can't do that. And you can't go in, like, fighting. You can't just be, like, um, like I can't. Like, Doug, I would love to see Doug. Like, you go through transgender, become a transgender woman. <laughs> I'm on my way. So you just right. put a wig on Doug. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but no, no, give him some hormones too, just for fun. All right, okay. yeah, I think it would make him nicer if we give probably him some would estrogen. Probably mellow me out a little bit. Yeah, 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 more nurturing. Yeah, do you grow a beard now if you let it go? No, no, wispy. No, I can't. I mean, if I let it go for the rest of my life, maybe <laughs> it just looks like ant legs growing out of my face. It doesn't. It's not. They don't connect. It looks awful. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, <laughs> look at Charter's had the same problem. He doesn't care though. Look what he's nurtured it into over the years—just this rasness of stuff. But he's now grown around his ma- mouth. Well, like you used to grow real shitty mustaches, and then you'd still grow them, and you'd be like, "Oh man, it's embarrassing to hang around the guy." Like I tell him, "It's my friend." And then, uh, and then over time, you started to grow like a more robust mustache. Yeah. But it's like. You could even tell, like, when you grew the rest of your beard in, the rest of your beard wouldn't grow good, but that mustache that you grew in once before knew the way. Yeah. It was showing the way. <laughs> so it knew to grow faster. <laughs> do you think that's true? I do, yeah. Yeah. It's the way it's of what they, but when you grow shitty facial hair, you have to really nurture it. You just can't. With the rest of us, we're just like grown men. <laughs> it just comes out of our body. Must be nice. Yeah. James, right. you, can you grow a beard? It's, uh, it's like half-ass. What? It's all right. Oh. Okay. You look like you have a five, five o'clock. You look like the type of guy that would always have a five o'clock shadow. Like you have a, a like more. He's like more uh, traditional chiseled features of a man, right? I'm sitting right here, Pete. <laughs> then, then Doug. I know I'm looking right at you. Though. I wish uh, I could grow. <laughs> I wish I could grow like a fucking lumberjack beard. You're like, but full. you can't. No, it's not. How old are you? Twenty-five. Huh. It's o- the dream's over. The dream's over. You're not going to be like one of those guys. No. You have no. <laughs> chest hair though chest hair is one of those things that fucks you over later in life you can go to your th- you can get to 30 with no chest hair and still be a beast you can and back hair I remember a buddy of mine like a Portuguese guy he had back hair when he was 20s right and you're like oh this is hilarious right what a that guy's embarrassed to take his shirt off, right? He's got back hair, right? We even made a drink up over him, right? <laughs> yeah. The torment of my friend was hilarious to us, right? Yeah, Portuguese hairy back. Yeah. And then it turns out now he's gotten uh, le- like uh, waxing for years or whatever, laser. He's all cleaned up. 
And we're all hairy-backed old men. <laughs> is Joe Patello or? <laughs> no, nah, Joe's not my friend. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Joe listens to the show, too. I'm just kidding, Joe. I'd be a picture Joe like sitting at home listening to the show and then just like a one single his kids. tear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his kids are crying in the background. He's like, "No, I'm listening to see if they mention me." There I am. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Close the door. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, you know what we should do? Cheddar's welcome back. No mustache wax. Your demands went to empty ears. That's the end of the segment. Yeah, I was a right? little depressed when I came in today, yeah. not to see any of my demands met. But yeah, because you have illusions of grandeur. And really, uh, the whole thing was a bluff. Yeah, charters. You really were, felt grounded you know, when you after, came back, yeah. back to normal. Get to work. He was yeah. riding a high wave. And now you get to have the the scathing criticism next week of uh, your performance of Jukebox Hero. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only one way to find out what people think about you, and it's from a segment we call Feedback. What? We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website, that's livefromthedutchhall.com, and you click on our Amazon banner, you can do your Amazon shopping, and some of that money will come back and help the show. And since we got fiber coming up, we are in our 200th episode coming up in two weeks. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. This is 198. Damn. Whoa. Uh, we, will be, uh, we will be doing somewhat of a push to get our equipment upgraded so that we can move into... Uh, using the internet to be, do cool shit. So it, it gives a, our listeners, if you've been listening to a show for a while and you've given us nothing, that's okay. It is free. Up till now. But you do have the option to become a shareholder and go to our uh, website and click on the PayPal bl- banner and donate to the show like uh, Shareholder X, like it, the Kosher Pork Shop. It's simple. Yeah. It sure is. Like some just of our click greatest, the button. Just click the button and give us money. Just and fucking do it. Bob's we'll do uncle. awesome shit. Yeah, we'll do cool stuff. Because we were looking at cameras <laughs> and we're looking at... Uh, uh, wheels? Uh, no, got I got to I got a line on a wheel for free, and then there's uh <laughs> there's uh but there we are looking for cameras, and we are looking for something to accommodate the band better into the board, and lights. Those are the th- yeah. three things we're looking for. So we're and there, if you also want to sponsor us, you can be like Clean Flow and just be like a savior to our show and give us stuff all the time for nothing. And we'll promote the shit. Out and then of we'll it. Pro- yeah, Clean Flow products are great. We've said nothing but great things about them, and I'm sure they're flying off the shelves due to the support of life from this hall. Keep you well lubricated. You know who else we helped out quite a bit? <laughs> is the Yarmy Electric. Oh, yes. You know our good buddy uh, our, and my cousin, Derek Yarmy, he's the proprietor of Yarmy Electric. What he also is is a good old family man. And, you know, they got a crew of people that work really hard to make a lot of businesses run in this community. And what they don't need is some sniveling, one-off homeowner who's got illusions of making his uh, basement into something, uh, you know, somewhat of a, a games room. Grow up. Sex dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> gr- all those things are great ideas. <laughs> I'm just going to wire her up myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what I'm going to do is call in a demand. The guy shows up at a moment's notice and just services my needs when the guy's got things going on, like maybe making more kids. He might even want to have more than four. Driving it deep. Because he puts it deep. And he doesn't pull out. He's never pulled out. And do you know math. where? Do you know where he made those kids? Sex dungeon. Ah, oh. well really? lit, or maybe dimly lit. <laughs> he had complete control over it. I just set up on a clapper because he wired it up himself. You know why? Because he's a good fucking electrician. 
Yeah, leave him alone. <laughs> but you know what he is? He's too busy for your bullshit. Don't call him. Leave him the fuck alone. You're Army Electric. If we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. I brought you back. <laughs> Give Derek there a fucking break already. There <laughs> yeah. he is. And you know what? We're getting into back to school season here. Well, we are back to school. The kids are gone. And what you're thinking is, you know what? Woo! I enjoyed my summer, but what I need to have is some sort of a fall fest. <laughs> some sort of a fall party. Something to enjoy the changing of the leaves. Maybe some uh, put up some uh, gourds. Yeah. <laughs> Something and, uh, orange. You know? And smoke, have it. smoke a nice shoulder of pork. Yeah, have a little, uh, maybe some sort of a squash soup with some pumpkin seeds toasted and put on right on the top of it. Oh, shit, I'll invite all the neighbors over, and we will have a fucking boring time. That sounds terrible. I'd rather kill myself. Yeah. Well, what you could do is just send an email live from the Dutch at gmail.com, and you will enlist the services of Van Dyke Party Services. And what we will do is send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins and bright yellow jackets, and you will have the time of your life at your Fall Fest bullshit. <laughs> and all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. Mm-hmm. And if you're not 100% satisfied, <laughs> we will return your $100, but those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. <laughs> Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Hey, Paul, good job on the commercials today. <laughs> really nailing it. Love you, Clean Flow. Yeah, I love you, Clean Flow. Uh, you, have, uh, you have been uh, like a dream to us. You know, we ask us, uh, you know, we have to shout out to our listeners who get it and to uh, give us feedback on all different sources. And, uh, one of the guys that did it on Once App, good oh, wow. time friend of the show. What's Big, App? Big Up Bob Barkers. Uh, Remember Big Up Bob baby. from St. Uh, Martin? Oh, yeah. Ravaged by Hurricane uh, Irma, Ugh. right? Irma so we give, our, give a shout out to Big Up Bob. Uh, I sent a message to him, actually, to find out if he's doing okay. Haven't heard anything, so we're just going to give a shout out. To big up, big up Bob, and ho- and uh, hope everything's going good in yeah. St. Martin. Yeah, let us know if you're okay, Bobby. But every time uh, we we ask our listeners, give us uh, give us face uh, uh, you know, feedback. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Facebook or whatever. Give us Facebook. <laughs> give us Facebook or give it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, just Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, all that bullshit, right? You can give it to give us feedback of some sort. <laughs> but you know, I decided that I was going to do the other th- the thing and participate in the social media. So I can sort of connect to our listeners of some sort, you know, connect to people, you know, hiding here in Pine Grove. I'll connect people on social media. And I, I saw a post that interested me. And it was a post that was, uh, it was called, it said, I asked a millionaire, how'd he do it? And he said, forget about girls and focus on one woman. She will help you achieve everything. Hmm. That was the post, right? That was on uh, Facebook. Wow. And I felt compelled to comment on about that because I've lived ha- uh, I live half my life already and I've only uh, I've, I haven't messed around with girls I've only uh, concentrated on one woman and I achieved great things with that one woman right so I decided I'd, I'd send a message and I put I wrote this what do you guys think by the way of that statement I asked the millionaire how do you do it and he said don't screw around with girls uh, just focus on one woman and she'll help you achieve every- anything what do you guys think especially as young men uh, the comics like, do you think that uh, you're chasing tail? You're the chasing tail age, right? Aren't sure, you? Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend? Yeah. A, a monogamous relationship? Yeah. Yeah, and then, and uh, how long? Two months. Ah, it's so early. Yeah. I thought you, yeah. like you can't see what you've accomplished. Do you already feel like you've accomplished more being on one, one team? It's 
yeah, for sure. There's there's pros and cons. I think it depends on your personality too, right? Like if you're someone who's driven by like getting a bunch of money so you can fuck a bunch of girls, then that might be a good business plan, right? You're right, right, right. You know what I mean? It depends what you're motivated by, you yeah. know, right? Well, that's what I found out in this post because I wrote, uh, it works for me. Finding the right person makes your life so much easier because that's what my actual findings were in my life. Right. My wife and I decided to choose one goal, push that in a direction, and she told me, don't put your dick in anyone else. And I said, okay, that's fair. Otherwise, I, I lose, like, everything. I don't get to live here anymore. <laughs> right? I don't. That was at your contract signing? It was Those in church. Stipulations? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still remember saying to the priest, and I tell this to my wife all the time, I remember saying uh, in the church, I said, take this ring as a sign of my love for infidelity, is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what he said, but it's what I repeated back. I'm right. Like, yeah, it's my love. I love, for, I love infidelity. I said it in church. I should be able to do it. Loophole. But no, my wife says, nope, still can't. Still lose all my stuff. She goes, you might be right even in the eyes of God or whatever you said. I, even if you have the tape and you prove it to me, still I'm going to m- make you not live here anymore. So I don't bang anyone. Just my wife. Anyways, and it turns out it worked great. That, that's <laughs> sensible. Right? It worked really good. So I wrote that on there thinking that, uh, you know, that's the truth. Uh, uh, maybe people would be interested in it. Turns out I got one response. It was from Salim Kania, K-A-N-I-A. And Salim is, is S-A-L-I-M. If you want to look him up on Facebook, Salim Kania. Here what come the death threats. He's the only one that has uh, responded to me. And he wrote, faggot. Oh. <laughs> right. I side with him. <laughs> and, uh, I think he's got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, huh. people don't agree. Fucking some people Salim, don't agree. Salim really gave it to you. Yeah. Don't some people's whole lives get ruined, though, because of the divorce or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, if they had just fucked around, things might have been better. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't like, know if, they che- if they cheat on their wife then they uh, and then they don't get caught and they keep their marriage going, you mean? What was that guy from Saturday Night Live whose wife killed him? Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Yeah. If he had just fucked around. You think and not t- and not got married is what and you're saying. And not got right? married. Yeah. Oh, like not got married at all. Thing, yeah. Yeah. The the key to the whole formula of is the right woman. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you if you uh, choose the wrong one and right. dedicate your life to that one, the one that's going to kill you. Right. Right. That's a bad move. Yeah. yeah. That's the hard part. The tricky part. You have to find the right one. <laughs> There's like a ton of batch of crazy women everywhere. You know. I don't even know what the percentage would be, but like batch of crazy people in general. What do you think? I'd say fucking like 85%. Are fucking (laughs) off their heads nuts. It's fucking insane. Social media brings them all out too. Well, I think it's just that we get to see them. Like we, I can see a guy yell at Little Caesars online yeah. about it's like their bad cr- customer service. It's like it's fucking Little Caesars, right? Like like people can yell at a corporation now. Yeah, that shouldn't yeah. be allowed. And then the corporation apologizes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Todd. Uh, come in with your camo truck, and we'll give you a free pizza sometime. Like it's just yeah, yeah. it's stupid. Crazy. They're yelling at a thing that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's it's a it's an odd thing, but they. Uh, what are we talking about? I totally blank. How many people are in, like... Oh, social media. Yeah, guys. Steve was saying uh, that he was on a poker site. Because, you know, Steve's a big poker player. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. And, uh, that's a layer of Steve that we found out oh, before the show. Really? It's, it's just while I'm pooping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for making that clear. By the way, before you get going on your story... Mental note, don't borrow Steve's phone. Yeah. yeah. When iPad. did it become okay to take your 
phone into the toilet. Ooh. The like, second we had phones. Yeah. No, that's and not true. Right away. That's like not true because I was actually there for that. I was a grown up when that happened. When cell phones were in. Grown, I was I was born six years ago. You were, so. <laughs> the second we got. Sure. No, but like when we got phones. when we got was a smartphone. Well, that has like pictures and shit you can search. Because when cell phones the first became popular, and I was a banker, we used to have like an old school banker that was like a workaholic, right? And we used to watch and wait till he goes in the bathroom, and then you'd call him to see if he would answer in the t- in the toilet. <laughs> and then uh, he would, because he was like a workaholic. And then everyone would be like, "Oh, that fucking phone's disgusting," you know? Like it was uh, funny, right? And everyone would like it was uh, the that was the joke is that he was so gross he would like talk on his phone while taking a shit. And now everyone does it. Like I think the you gross don't take thing a shit now, without the, your phone. Yeah, the gross thing nowadays is to talk on your phone. <laughs> I oh, would find right. that more disgusting than someone using their phone while they're in the bathroom. Oh, putting it near your face is gross. Yeah. Because you take it into shitter. I all just the hate time. phone calls. Yeah. He yeah. Work, works at a call center. I do well. work at a call center. I hate talking to people on the phone. It's the worst. Now, when you were younger, did you talk on the phone like to your friends when you were like a kid? Uh, not like I lived in a complex, so it just you would just come over. Oh, so you had p- friends that lived in the complex? Yeah. Yeah. So you just have like twenty kids. You just have a gang of kids whenever you want. Uh, ah, yeah. you had kids your age and everything? Yeah, there's a little rat pack of us, like maybe like five or six around my age, and then you have like a bunch of different ages groups, you know? And did you leave your parents' house, and then like they just didn't know where you were? You were running around with these hoods in your complex? Yeah, my mom just had like a strict just stay in the complex rule. But it was like a big horseshoe, so I just run around the backyards and the front oh, yeah. yards and the little park. And What's the worst trouble you ever got into with the neighborhood kids? Uh, me and my one buddy uh, took a bunch of people's mail. And they would rip it open. And then my mom found out and made us drive around every house and hand it to the person. Be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we never did anything bad again. Oh, really? That was it? <laughs> that was it. Oh, you're a good mother. And it worked, right? Just yeah. the humiliation of going to pub- publicly identify yourself as a, yeah. as a hooligan. As a felon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, it's a felony. Oh, yeah, you tamper with mail, right? Yeah, Could have yeah. been shackles at the age of five. But <laughs> Knock on the door, it's like a hero cop. Just yeah. kicks you in the teeth. <laughs> Get on the fucking ground. <laughs> How did you grow up, James? Were you? I grew up in London. so In the town or in a suburb? In the, like in the in subdivision. Old, like Old South. Yeah, so it's like a, like a it's, it's, it's near downtown, like just south of downtown. Oh, yeah? yeah. Like, like just in, a, in an older neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you grew up in a complex in London too, or in St. Thomas? Uh, St. Thomas, on the hard streets of St. Thomas. <laughs> like a like a townhouse, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like a complex. They're all like connected units. Oh yeah, that's what I lived in when I first got married. Yeah. Was a unit like that. I liked it when I was like a little kid. I don't know if I'd be crazy about it now. Yeah, I didn't mind it either. I didn't care though. I just like went into my house and slept. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I did there. What's the most trouble you got into? As then when I was I was a kid yeah. on the farm, yeah, back on the farm, uh, I killed a man. Tell us about <laughs> the no. farm. The, the, I would say like the the worst thing you like you would the worst thing you'd do is like uh, steal a cow's mail. <laughs> no, no, like I might set something on fire, or like I one time I was like fifteen, I took the truck to Turkey Point. <laughs> that was a really big deal because we didn't have a license, and then you think, oh, I can get to the lake. It's not that far, but then you're like. The more you go and and you've never done it before, you're like, this is fucking far. You know? <laughs> and then you're getting deeper and deeper into it. You're like, oh my god, like I like I can't believe I'm doing it, you know. And then you, uh, we got to the lake, like put our foot in the lake, and then got back in the truck and we're like, let's get the fuck out of here before they catch us, because because they caught us. You don't even get your license. Then I would have screwed yeah, myself, right. forget my license. So 
But yeah, no, I didn't get in much trouble because there's not much you can do. It's like you could probably do so much stupid shit and not have to pay the price for it because like you're not gonna hit nothing. It's a 200 acre farm, right? Dude, when I pulled in here, I was like, it's, "There's no rules here. You can do whatever you want." It's, it's Norfolk like County, the, man. It's, so it's like dark. the purge. It's yeah. the purge all the time here. We are like the in the like the Hunger Games or the district that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, you know? like Norfolk <laughs> County. They're at the end of the road, you know. There's no one. No one knows what the fuck we're up to down here. International waters. Yeah, it's pretty close. We are a county that was kind of like built on like pirates and stuff. Like uh, what? Uh, yeah, like there was like actual buried treasure in Long Point from like the War of 1812 when the soldiers would like the payroll would go across in a ship, and like we have a Long Point Peninsula that goes right through the middle of the lake, so the ships would wouldn't know it was there, so they'd crash, and uh, some of them there would be a lot of shipwrecks. But sometimes they would be like pirates that go out and like hijack the the boats and then uh, Canadian pirates yeah and bury it on the coast <laughs> just apologizing while they're steering everything like <laughs> I'm so sorry about this I just have to I'm a pirate and there's tons of bootlegging always <laughs> that's tons of bootlegging across the lake because we got the states across the lake so you that's can right. go get cheap booze and bring it across nice. I don't know anyone that does that but <laughs> we got a history of like <laughs> pirates you know it's like real like who like it was f- this area was founded by people that did things that were a bit sketchy you know and even our legal industries, it's like tobacco, you know? Right. It's yeah. like still something people hate, you know? We're perfect for weed. Like, we are the perfect area to, to like, do all the weed. Yeah. Norfolk County should awesome do it all. Too. Yeah, right? Because we, we're, like we're like the sketchy. We'll yeah, but, do, and we know how to grow it. To like, we'd yeah. be really good at growing weed. Yeah, why well, go to a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing? Go to the people that are already doing yeah, it. Just yeah. going to kill it, and everybody's going to be happy. Yeah. If they would just let people do it, especially in the field. If they just let everyone just grow it like a crop in the field. Holy fuck. Holy I think that's becoming a big thing in Elmer. I think they're like can open like a bunch of fields to grow medical marijuana in Elmer. Yeah. I feel like I remember hearing about that because it's supposed to St. Thomas. Yeah, I don't know how they sense. can do it without security, though. That's the thing. They make it so strict with security. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess in Elmer, you just have to like listen for like horses approaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like a that's horse a- and buggy run away with all the all the weed. Yeah, yeah, that's like here too, right? Well, Who the, the fuck like, will know? Yeah, Elmer's got the same like soil as we do, so it's 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 old tobacco land. It makes it makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, yeah, to grow it there. Yeah, they're perfect. Yeah, everyone, and then and then all the government regulators are already coming down to check to make sure you're not doing anything illegal with tobacco, and they could do the same thing with weed. They're already yeah. going to the same spot. Yeah, exactly. Get checked all yeah, the time. Take it away from today, the big actually. cities. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had a a ministry guy come in make sure my tobacco operation was. Up to snuff with my paperwork and whatnot. Is that what it is? Just like licensing and shit like that? Yeah, like I gotta every every bale of tobacco I make, you uh, you gotta put a tag on it. It's got like a something that they can trace it with, and right. he comes in and counts them all and makes sure that I'm not fucking around with my paperwork. And yeah, they yeah. want to make sure you're not selling to the reserve. Oh yeah, the you, natives. You, mm. Your list says you got a hundred bales, but there's only sixty in the barn. Well, where the fuck are the other ones if you haven't sold anything yet, right? So yeah. They they because they're making smokes out of something over there. Yeah. That's what they're so they're wondering where it's. Dude, they from. make so much money. I used to go to the reserve with my uh, cousin when he would buy smokes sometimes, and there'd just be like Lamborghinis driving by. <laughs> oh yeah. And I sat in the car because I was too scared to go inside. And in, like the 15 minutes he was in the store, I saw like maybe like 40 or 50 cars drive by to like buy smokes. Yeah. It's like there must just be like hundreds and hundreds of maybe thousands of dollars running through this place every day well i remember being a kid going to the reserve like for hockey or whatever and you would be Best fries in town yeah but it would yeah. be, always be a little sketchy you know like you'd be you'd be like lucky to get out of there you know like it was like whoo that was a bit rough and now i went through just like a month ago 
and it's nice there. Like it's like like Ashwikan or whatever. Oh, was yeah. it just in Ashwikan? It's really nice. Seems like they're doing okay. But yeah, they're making lots of money now. Like the, now that you get the Rolly Shacks and casinos and all this stuff, like they're making they make money hand over fist. Like that's who, like, and they don't speak tax on anything. You guys watch Ozark? No, on what's Netflix? that? It's a movie, uh, TV show with uh, Jason Bateman. It's all about money laundering. Oh yeah. So now, like, anytime I see a business is like heavy cash, I'm just like, just money laundering, just fucking running right through. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Casino, for example, right? Is that a good yeah. show? So good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like, uh, that's the thing about weed in general, right? They're just trying to get it from being laundered back into the system so they can tax it, right? Isn't right. that the whole point of it? Yeah, that should be exactly. the end of it. Then they just know leave what's happening, right? So, right. I think there'll be a lot of pushback, though. Yeah. Because of the medical implications, it'll cost big pharma a lot, and it'll cost the private prison system. Anyone who profits off someone going to prison for it. Right, 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 right. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because there's a lot of people go to prison and then they do like labor for different companies. But that's like Shawshank. Too. Yeah, in the states especially, like yeah. they 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 uh, use that labor to get uh, like free labor. It's like uh, yeah. slavery. Yeah. They they system. they over arrest people and then they get them to work for free for the government usually. Well, it's like a law somewhere. It's like you're a free citizen unless you're a in convict prison. and yeah. yeah, or you're in prison. Then you're basically yeah. a slave. It's like what the law basically says. Right. right. Is that how it is in Canada too? I don't think it's intense. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably still not a perfect system. But they uh in uh. Uh, what were you gonna say? Like, uh, hmm. <laughs> what? Now with oh, uh, podcasting is tiring. It is tiring. We started at fucking eleven. <laughs> sounds like you just gave up on like halfway <laughs> through your point. Yeah, I did kind of because it's boring. <laughs> but uh, I forget so much because I'm old. All right, I'm done. That's feedback. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got uh, we have guests that came all the way from uh, Hamilton. And uh, you know, nah, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you I don't want to talk. To <laughs> actually, you can see Doug Koning in St. Catharines at Showtime, oh. and you can also listen to him on his podcast. Is it a weekly podcast now, Doug? It seems to be coming out quite regularly now. Uh, try my best to take a couple weeks off here and there just because I'm lazy. It's Coning Queries. It's on iTunes. and uh, Coning Queries. Coning Queries. I'm sorry. Coning Queries. Is it spelled different? Though I call it Coning Queries. I don't know why I said it. I the I sent like the name of the podcast to my cousin to make a theme song, and he sent it back. It was a good theme song, but he says the name wrong. Oh, really? But I was like, whatever. It's fine. All right. And it, it uh, you're also I said you're at Showtime in St. Catharines on September 29th and 30th. That is correct. And you know who's on that bill with you? I think Mark Trinidad. Oh really? Is headlining. I don't know who's hosting. Oh yeah. And James Butler, you can see him on Sunday, September the 17th, uh, in a show called uh, Stew and the Bartender on the at the Jason George. Is it uh, in? Is it a theater? It's a bar in Toronto. Bar? The Jason George in Toronto. Doug's on the show too. <laughs> Doug's yeah, yeah, yeah. do the bartender show? I'm everywhere, baby. And uh, wh- wh- what's the concept of the show? Is it a stand-up show? Stu the bartender. Yeah, it's like you do stand-up and then you kind of like a little bit of an interview after with them and then you play like a quick little game. Oh, so the, Stu's the host? Yeah. Stu the bartender is the host? Yep. There's a guy with like a kazoo too, right? <laughs> yeah, they have like a little band, but it's just a kazoo guy. <laughs> That's their band. It's just a man with a kazoo. All right. It's a really good show, though. It's yeah. a good time. They play fast and loose with the word band, but it's just a guy with a kazoo. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a good show. We actually saw, uh, we did uh, tequila with a kazoo, right? You guys did it? 
And then at Bushstock this year, someone stole the bit, right? Yeah, yeah they Damn. totally did. Yeah. Bodine. You did. Oh, I'm on, Bodine. Uh, yeah. I'm on Rhapsody in uh, Kitchener on Tuesday, whatever day that is, September 12th, with uh, Kev Sheeler, too. So come oh, to that's back. a great show in, yeah. in, if you're in Kitchener. That's great. So you guys, uh, you guys, you guys uh, have been doing comedy for a while together. Now, uh, James, you just moved from London to Hamilton. Have you noticed the difference, Ben, for you? It's huge, man. It's way closer to everything, really. It's just like my life is a lot easier because I'm not driving as much. You're just more connected to what's what's the scene or what's happening. Yeah, well, it's just closer. Like it's like it's like an Hamilton's like an hour drive from everything in the GTA essentially. Whereas like if I was trying to do a show in Brampton when I was living in London, it was like a five hours of driving in total yeah you know so it's that and like plus you're just closer to people who are taking comedy really seriously too which is cool literally closer we live together oh really yeah. so now we live together i also got him a job where i work yeah. and then we do shows together at nights so we're literally together probably are you guys most like of the hours like, we're like, awake it's like the good girl thing right like i'm basically just married to him right yeah, right. i'm married to my work but uh, you know, he's cool too. Do, do you guys uh, are you guys like uh, different styles, like living together? Has there been an adjustment to, l- to learning each other the way each other live? Pretty similar. Yeah, I think we're both pretty chill. Are you slobs? A yeah. little bit. Yeah, for sure. A but he, bit. but it's not like so not like you're not like the odd couple where one of you is like a Felix and one of you is an Oscar. You know what that means? Is that, <laughs> that reference? reference. How about Ernie and Bert? You're not like in one of those er- odd er- couples, yeah. see? Ernie, Ernie and Bert. Bert. Ernie and Bert. There we go. Yeah, you know that one? Yeah. You know how Bert's like an anal, uh, you know, neat freak, and then Ernie just likes to, like, take a shit on the carpet when he gets drunk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ernie gets fucking wild, eh? I missed that episode of uh, oh, yeah. Sesame Street. Oh, Ernie likes to put on his, like, PJ top and, like, undo, like, three buttons. So, like, he's got half his orange chest out. <laughs> 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 and then he just fucking sneaks up behind Bert and just, like, uh, fucking gooses him. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Steve? Huh? Huh? Gooses him, huh? Goose. Hey, like can I have one of those beers, Michael? He's silent ducks him. Oh, yeah. Silent ducks This is turning out great. <laughs> so, I was uh, mentioning uh, being cisgendered white males. Right, and you were talking about moving closer to Toronto, which is where there's a lot of shows, right? Yeah, I, I, I str- see where this is going. <laughs> I I <laughs> struggle to support a show in which I am the victim of prejudice, right? And in a lot of these shows in the city, it seems, and there's one in Guelph as well, right? Yeah, they say uh, that if you're a white straight man, that you have to like, uh, you're not treated the same as everyone else because there's too many of us, right? Yeah, they want to they want to have a more diverse voice on their show, so they want to make sure there's other spots for other different voices. Yeah, which I understand to a degree, but then part of me is just like, uh, if you have a comedy show, wouldn't you want it to be the funniest possible comedy show? Right. Not the most diverse possible comedy show. Right, right. and isn't also by saying by having that policy, you're you're assuming that that the three of us would all have the same material. Yeah. Just because we mostly all do. It's just backwards <laughs> racism. Yeah. yeah. We all just talk we, about our We deserve our fucking, some of the blame for that because we're talking about our dicks all the just time. Just talk about our fucking cracker dicks. That's all <laughs> yeah. we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's really not much to say, you know. But, like, I mean, I can't understand, like, the, where the line in the sand is because I mean, we think about people that have been on this show before, other comics that have been on Live from the Dutch Hall. Think of a man like Joe Batello, right? We talked about him earlier already. He's Portuguese. Harry Beck. 
Portuguese guy. He's, he's not a man. He's white, right? Quote unquote white. Right. Right, yeah. Joe. But luckily he gets in because of his gayness, right? Right. So, but, but <laughs> no, this is not funny. He's not here. I, I should use that joke for you guys. But anyway, so they, they, <laughs> but they, uh, but Joe is white, right? AJ Bate, who's also been on the show before, uh-huh. is not white, right? Uh-huh. But if you look at him in a lineup, you don't know who's who, what? Joe's two times darker than AJ. Two times. Yeah. Right? So how is he white? This is the problem, right? You start getting into these weird things of like who is allowed, who is the bigger victim, and that's that's problematic in and of itself, right? And right. It's just weird. I don't understand what the goal is. I feel like that's a problem within like a certain sector of Toronto, and then there's the the best comics are just like, no, fuck that, that's yeah. stupid, <laughs> and then they just do their shows, right, right, regardless. That have nothing know? to do with that. It, at it all. affects our level where we have no like bargaining chips, like no bargaining power for these shows. But if you're undeniably hilarious. You can just then say, you can just, yeah, do whatever. Doug, tell the story of the the Mike in uh, in I think it was in Guelph, and Michael Moses got on a show. And what, oh, what there's a there's an open mic where I think this was to get rid of Hamilton Comics on it because we would just go and overrun this thing. It was like ten book spots or ten show up go up spots, and the rest was just if you get pulled to go. And right, right. Hamilton guys would just overload it, so they made a thing where there was only five spots that were show up. And go up, and then five spots that were like diversity spots. Right, right. So for like women or minorities or whatever. Yeah. And uh, one comic, Michael Moses, got a spot. And then afterwards, he's just like, I like getting the spot, but I would have just rather been treated as a comic. Yeah, yeah. You know, not as like a gimmick, which it kind of seems if you have to have those spots. But it worked because it, it made Hamilton guys be like, oh, what the fuck? I'm not going to that. This is fucking stupid. And then we didn't go to the shows anymore. Yeah, I guess so. That's the goal is not to have comics go. Well, it's like we would show up like 45 minutes early, and then you get in the door, and you're the sixth white guy. So yeah, it's yeah. like, whoops, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's what I don't get. It's like I'm offended because I know. Gay then, man. Yeah, gay. that's the thing. It's just easier. Yeah, to, fake it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 Doug, you, Doug, you technically, like, I mean, I'm not calling you, I'm not saying you're gay, <laughs> but the difference between you and, like, uh, and a heterosexual or a gay guy is like one experience, you know. Yeah, I've only had sex with one more girl. Right. Right. So you're that close to I being have gay. Sex with guys. Yeah. Yeah. All you need is one, one run in with a with a with a old James's cock or something like that. Get on all the Guelph shows, baby. And then you're on the well, Guelph like shows. I saw a post in the Toronto group about um like uh, looking for queer comics for this show or whatever. I was just wondering if I could just act <laughs> by curious. Yeah. Like, does all my material have to be about it, or I just have to say once, like, hey. Yeah, I would just say I don't like rad. to do jokes about it uh, because I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't think it has to be about that. So I just do jokes about my wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> I just, man, I don't understand, like, is this going to make more diverse people come out? Like, it, right. yeah, that's the other thing because, is that it? because I don't think people, like, if I, if, if I if I look at audiences, I've played all very diverse audiences, right? I yeah. cannot say white, that. White, other shades of white. No, I don't. <laughs> I would say that like, I can't think of like a uh, like a how I play better to white people than black people. If, in fact, I'd say the contrary. I think black people love my act. <laughs> I've always thought that. I think it's because I'm part black. I blame my dad. Hey, <laughs> Willie. He lets his hair grow long. It's quite an afro. There was something like. There's a curl. He's got a yeah, tan all a year curl. long. Yeah, a Dutch guy with a dark tan like that doesn't even go outside very often fishy <laughs> there's some sort of darkness in our family yeah yeah we thought dutch people were like blonde hair blue eyes you know 
Right on in the Van yeah, Dykes. You guys aren't, yeah, you guys aren't that. Well, I guess I'm not that either, so I can't really say shit. Oh, but, you too. Uh, Maybe down in the one of the moors. Huh? Well, I'm thinking half my family is from the south. They're all like moonshiners who just got run up to Canada. Yeah? Yeah. You should live here. That's where yeah, we're pretty all fitting, I think. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would say so. Well, St. Yeah. Thomas and Nor- is the same thing, right? Yeah. What's the population here? Just, just uh, right zero. <laughs> right down forty-five, and we're uh, like uh, in what in like Norfolk County in general, the whole sure, county. Sure. Yeah. It's like it's sixty-eight thousand or something. Yeah, St. Thomas is only thirty-five. Yeah, but you had you can to drive that whole county. It, it would take you an hour from yeah, one corner to the other, right? That, yeah. It's like mostly farmland and nobody living there. It's like five towns equal that. Yeah. And uh, anyways, uh, what I want, <laughs> sorry. Now the geography <laughs> portion of the yeah, the geography's done. But the, we got, uh, what I want to say was for that controversy, though, right, is that I agree. It should be the, it should be the, the, what about me? Like, I'm a monosexual, right? One person. That's more rare than, like, a, yeah. than a gay person. I was going to say, yeah, your perspective would be better than most just because most people at open mics haven't been married for almost 20 years yeah and raised two kids <laughs> they haven't no because <laughs> if you've done that yeah, yeah if, if you're, you're you have more to live for than more to live do. for yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't ruin you don't throw it all away for like torture for no, no reason at all yeah but you but but i do it for some reason i met you guys it was pretty cool hey, it yeah, worked out all right it's worth it yeah you got to come down to pine grove do the show doug we kept your microphone on this week yeah, it sounds pretty good. I can hear myself. So I just wanted to end one, end the show with uh, just one story. Doug, you've been on the show. This is your fourth time. Uh-huh. Right? Your third time. We God. made mention to it, but the listeners at home God damn it. don't know about the events that took place <laughs> somewhere between that show, which nobody heard you on that show. You were invisible. Yep. But uh, <laughs> the ride home, Dan Brennan was Dan Brennan was carrying the weight for you, yep. uh, breathing heavily in the microphone. And and then he drove you home, right? He drove you home, right? Uh-huh. So something had happened somehow between you leaving here, jovial, uh, quite uh, engaging in conversation, you know? Yeah. To Dan's car. What, what Can you let the listening audience know? Well, um, I have the distinct pleasure of uh, throwing up across county lines, <laughs> which uh, really changes a man. <laughs> I don't remember much other than sticking my head out the window and just vomiting for the better part of an hour drive oh. back to Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. And Dan, Dan would still drive you back. Because I he saw would. you made an offer even for him to come tonight, and he said, not this week, but another time soon, buddy. He's a sweetheart. When that first happened, because the first time I puked, I just didn't try to get it out of the car at all, apparently. Uh-huh. When the car, Dan said it went on him. Just a great time. Uh, he's way too nice of a guy. I would have fucking murdered me if I was the one driving. But uh, at first, I woke up in the morning. I'm, like, super hungover, right? I'm like, oh, fuck, what the fuck happened last night? I had no idea anything I said on here or anything like that. And then Dan's like, uh, yeah, the one thing I told you to do is we need to take the empties out of the car because my dad's taking the car in the morning. <laughs> you have to keep it clean. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I got it priced out to have it cleaned to be $300. Oh, and I was like, what shit. the fuck? And then, uh, yeah, and then he like, he, he turned out he went to a car wash or whatever and just opened the door. Oh, it's just, oh, just washed it. Yeah, just sprayed the shit out of it. And then he's just like, oh, it only costs 40 bucks <laughs> to get it like professionally dried or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God. I remember when we had this uh, bottle of Jagermeister. It was like a Texas Mickey. It was sent by Clean Flow. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can say that, but yeah, I did. What and then, uh, and then uh, Doug. I remember 
there was a lot in it, and then there wasn't, <laughs> and then uh, it was empty, and then uh, and then we went into the second bottle, and then Doug had a couple of those, and then when I remember when I, because that couch is pretty comfy, eh? That you're it's in, nice. it Great sits couch. in, so I kind of gave Doug a, like a help up off the couch because you get sunk in there sometimes. And I could hear it swishing in his body. You could hear the swishing, <laughs> like water hitting the sidewalls. Like you side like press a button on my side, just comes in my belly button, just like shots of <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> so I knew it was like it was a it was a good chance. Like when Dan said, "Guess what happened last night?" I got it on my first guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wasn't Doug made it all the way back? Very articulate. <laughs> he was fine. <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, we're so glad to have you back. Thank you, everybody Thanks, that's listened to the show. Thank you to James Butler, who's made a first-time appearance on the show. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me, And boys. thank you to my bartender, Paul, for staying almost awake the whole time. <laughs> and the Nocturnal Emissions, of course, for being the greatest in podcast history. If you'd like to, please tell a friend to listen to our show. Find us on iTunes or Stitcher or Castrol or any of those uh, podcast providers. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Give us some feedback so that we can talk about yeah we got the 200th episode coming up we're still looking for people to fill the studio audience for that big one and uh we also have shop tours if you have a shop that you'd like us to do a a, a show in uh give us a message at live from the dutch hall at gmail.com and if your man cave basement garage pool shed sh- whatever you want to call it is uh suitable we will come and do a sh- episode of live from the dutch hall in your uh in uh, your place Other than that, we'll see you NT. See you next Thursday. Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, thank you. Woo.